Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. Father, thank you for your Holy Spirit here right now. As Adrian's already said, we welcome you right now. Holy Spirit, I just ask that you would just work on our hearts, our minds, our souls, our spirits right now to receive the word of the Lord, to receive the word for this year, to receive instruction and to receive your leading. We want to be spirit-led. We don't want to be feeling-led. We don't want to be offense-led. We don't want to be fear-led. We want to be faith, spirit-led followers of Jesus. Are you agreeing with me? There's a couple over here. Come on. Yes, I want to be a spirit-led, faith-filled follower of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Have your way, Father God. Here on earth, here in the earth of our existence, in the earth of our toil, in the earth of our influence, have your way, mighty God. We ask in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, the Son of God, the Messiah, the Christ. Amen. Grab your seats, guys. So glad that you could be here. Thank you, team. Beautiful job. Awesome. There's my phone. I left it in there. Welcome. Welcome. So glad to have you guys here, see you all. Uh, Aren't you glad we live in Mildura? Yeah, Yeah, I love living in Mildura. Um, I hope you don't mind church being like this, because I'm loving it. And I'm I'm loving sitting down and just sharing a conversation with my wife, and you get to sit in on it. You'll be happy you don't share in a lot of our conversations. (laughs) Some of them are pretty steamy, but... um, (laughs) PG. PG, sorry, yeah. Um, Okay. Praise is so important. Okay, praise is so important. There's there's a number of different names for words in the Hebrew language for praise. And I felt really prompted in the first service to remind us of some of these words. Um, The word hallelujah is from the Hebrew word hallel. To hallel means to rave and boast. It actually means to boast so happily about something that you look like an idiot. I know quite a few Collingwood and Carlton ravers that um, I'm, I, I was going to wear my swan socks today and I didn't. Now I feel so disappointed. But um, yeah, oh, you're a swan supporter as well? Oh, half of the household is, yes. <laughs> but to, to actually be clamorously foolish... And I feel to remind you, some people here today, that you need to do that. God needs to see you as a child and actually be grateful and rave about Him to the point that you're being foolish. There is breakthrough in doing that. I do it all the time. Like this morning at three o'clock, I woke up and I'm like, my back is aching. Some of you know my story. It doesn't matter. I've got a bit of a back injury and I'm like... I'm aching and I'm like, oh, why is it so sore? I had a day, you know, a rest the day before on Saturday, got to sleep about midnight, woke up at three and I'm aching and I'm like, oh, and I'm trying to get it right. And then, I'm, then the Holy Spirit just goes, I got you awake for a reason. And I'm like, okay, it's going to be a great day. It's going to be a great day. So I started just praying in the Spirit, praying in the Spirit, fell asleep, woke up at four o'clock, praying in the Spirit, singing a song. I was, and I'm praying in the spirit, and all of a sudden, God started downloading more stuff to me, 
And um, I, I just want to tell you that there is breakthrough in praise. Some of the other words are to, to healer and to toda, to yada, extend the hands. It's not a Pentecostal thing. Like Pentecostal church, which we are labeled, that's what our label is, means that we believe that at Pentecost, the Spirit of God was poured out and he never took it back. Yeah. That he poured out his spirit, Amen. signs and wonders still follow those who yes. believe. Yes. There are all the gifts of the spirit, there are healings, there are fruits of the spirit, yes. all that is still alive and yes. power. The book of Amen. Acts never finished, we're still writing it today. Mm-hmm. You are writing the book of Acts as an apostle, a sent, called out one of Jesus. So, yeah. to, um, yeah, I'm going off track here, but to praise, to extend the hands, I mean, isn't just, do you know that? That blind people, this is actually recorded, that blind people, when they're told something extravagantly good, they stand to their feet and they throw their hands up in the air and go, yes, that's great. Where does that come from if they've never seen it? Mm. I've never seen a car on supporter when, you know, once a year when a goal's kicked. Um, <laughs> sorry. Do we have any Carlton supporters here? I really, oh, so, oh. oh. <laughs> We still love you. You know, <laughs> let's not use Carlton anymore. <laughs> Go the Mighty Blues. So um, they know to throw out their hands. We need to lift our hands in praise. If you've never done it, I encourage you this year, have a breakthrough by raising your hands in worship. You will encounter God in a new way. And you might go, but it's just raising my hands. So I'll say, it's just raising your hands. Why not do it? If you can do it for when someone wins the voice, if you can do it for when your cricket team, I don't know, did you see that guy catch it, the ball on the, it was going for a six and then he flicked it back across. Oh, I went, yes, you know, like I can do it for my God, the creator of the universe, the the impotent, (laughs) impotent. (laughs) Sorry, Father. (laughs) The omnipotent. Omnipresent, omniscient God, all-powerful, all-knowing, everywhere God, everywhere. He loves my sense of humor because it's, it's so much like his. He, come on, God must have the best sense of humor. We've, he's got jokes we haven't even heard about. Thank you, Carol. Oh, thank God for Roy Boss. Donkey. Good. Lekker. <laughs> it's not COVID. So, for a number of years, God has been um, giving us a statement or a, a title for the year. And it never came by purpose. I wasn't there going, God, I need it. I actually was praying, God, I need a breakthrough. I can't keep doing what I'm doing. I, I'd had a burst appendix, it ruptured my intestines for eight hours, my peristalsis did what it needed to do, and when they finally cut me open and looked, they, I, was, I was so close to not being on this planet any longer, and it took me years and years and years to get over that, and it, it was probably around... 2012, 2013, I was just praying and saying, God, I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm really struggling. Um, I need a breakthrough. And he gave me a word. And I went, okay, 
is that a word for me? And the Holy Spirit said, that's a word for the year. And I, so I, I shared it with the church. And, and I was so excited, but I can't even remember what it was. Can't remember the date when it was. Someone should have written this down. Where are the chroniclers in the house? Um, and since then, God has just continued to give us a word. And I know a lot of other churches do that. They have words for the year and everything like that. I love family. I love having kids in the house. Jesus had them and he said, don't worry about them. Healthy set of lungs. Thank you, God. So um, I was praying and we got this word. Now, I thought that that was a word for what God was going to do for us that year. Since found out that it was a word of realignment, a kingdom perspective realignment of what God wanted to do in us that year to change our value system, to change our appreciation, to change our, our mindset about that statement. The year of abundance. Man, some people really struggled that year. But it was so that we could see that God is an abundant God and keep our eyes on all the things, all the manifold blessings that he had poured out. You know, there, was, there were so many years of all these statements, I can't even remember some of them now. But last year... In 2019, in October, I was just praying and God said, bang, statement, foundations of rest. And I'm like, foundations of rest? And he goes, next year. And I'm like, really? And I'm like, that doesn't sound right. And it was a statement. It wasn't just a word. And so here we are. We, we had 2020 and um, it was different for all of us. But God was saying to us, we needed to focus on rest. Now, did anybody just sit on their bottoms and do nothing that year? Or did you find that it took four times as long to do things? You, just, you were just busy, even though you were doing less work maybe, but you were just busier doing it. Zoom calls exhausted you. There were just stuff going on. And it was, it was a tiresome year. But it wasn't about having a rest it was about having a perspective of building rest in your life. And the scripture that God gave me was out of Hebrews 3 and 4, where God talks about his rest that he wanted Israel to enter into after they came out of Egypt. But he said, because of your disobedience and your unbelief, I can't let you enter this rest because otherwise you'll just take it for granted. And, and we've got to get a perspective change here. Um, unbelief or doubt is not just lack of faith. Doubt is actually applying your faith in the other, in the wrong thing, okay? You still got faith, but you're, you're just proclaiming a different thing. Oh, it's a terrible year. Oh, it's only going to get worse. No, that's not a lack of faith. That's a lot of faith. You're actually proclaiming and professing and, and prophesying things to be that, um, that God's saying, no, no, I want you to actually enter my rest. And he said to Israel, you shall never enter my rest. And for 40 years, he gave them an opportunity to enter the rest. But they, they disobeyed. They had unbelief. They doubted God at every single turn. Even when Moses went up onto the mountain and, and he's up there with God and they didn't want to touch the mountain. They, they couldn't touch the mountain, but they didn't even want to go near it because of the lightning and the fire in the cloud can you imagine that? A cloud descending over the top of a mountain and there's fire and there's lightning and there's smoke and there's thunder and there's everything that just would go, 
this is the end of the world. And they didn't want to go near it. But then they go, oh, this fellow Moses, he's been gone for so long. Let's, let's build a, a calf. Let's use all the gold that we plundered Egypt with and make a calf out of it so that we've got something to focus our attention on. And then when Moses comes back down, you know the story. Because of that, and so in it, listen to this. Um, This is in the Passion Translation. As we enter into God's faith rest life, we cease from our own works, not from our work, but the things that we think that we need to do to make God happy. The things that we think we need to do to do the right things and all that, we actually get to rest in Jesus has done it. God's got this. Oh, but what about this? I've got to make sure this happens. And how am I going to? Oh, better make sure that doesn't go on. No, no, no. God's got this. I don't know how many times this year I have said, God's got this. Stephen, God's got this. When I start, I see somebody that's got a burden on their life or a brokenness on them and their confession is just bad all the time. And I'm like, Thank you, Father. You've got this. I, I, I try and speak the truth to them. I try and, and counteract it, and they just, they just come back quick as you like, nah, nah, nah. And, and the, the gold that I'm giving them out of the Word of God, they're just slapping it out of my hand and saying, but you don't understand. And I'm going, no, you don't see. You don't see the treasure here. You don't see that Jesus has won the victory. You don't see the power. Signs and wonders shall follow those who believe. Believe and not doubt. Doubt is putting faith in the wrong direction. With your proclamation, with your thought life, with your heart, the intents of your heart. I'm talking to me as well here. I'm not, is it? Oh my goodness. So then we must give our all. Say all. all. And be eager. Say eager. eager. Who's eager? What are you eager for? We're meant to be eager here. It says here, be eager to experience this faith rest life. This faith rest life that God has for us. So that no one falls short of following the same pattern of what the Israelites did of doubt and unbelief. Now, we all know this next part that says, for the word of God is alive and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. But right before it, it's saying, enter rest. Enter rest. Enter the rest that God has for us. Because for we have the living word of God, which is full of energy, and it pierces more sharply than a two-edged sword. It will even penetrate to the very core of our being where soul and spirit, bone and marrow meet. It interprets and reveals the true thoughts and secret motives of their hearts. And there is not one person who can hide their thoughts from God. This goes to the core And so God took us on this journey and we, Matthew 5, 6 and 7, who remembers me just like Matthew 5, 6 and 7, Matthew 5, 6 and 7, week after week, Matthew 5, 6 and 7. And you go, when's he going to stop on the Matthew 5, 6 and 7? And you were thinking, why do you you keep repeating this, Stephen? It's because some people didn't get it. And I'm reminded because I met a young man during the week who used to be in our youth group and he's overworking in Adelaide at the moment. And he said, Stephen, Pastor Stephen, I thank you for the times that you repeated things. He says, there's one statement that you repeated when I was in youth group that just to stay with me. Elevate your thinking and you... Elevate your 
See, some of you still know it. Elevate your thinking and you'll elevate your life. Now, his first job, he went to university, didn't like it. He's now a motorbike mechanic, but he went into this dealership, which he loves motorbikes. He's, it's all through his family, but he got, a, he got into this job and the, the boss said, mate, you're going to have a crap life. You're going to live in a crap house, you're going to have a crap wage, and you're going to have crap relationships. Straight away, the Holy Spirit says, elevate your thinking and you'll elevate your life. And so he said to himself, I'm so glad I don't get my validation from him, I get it from God. Now he's in a great job. He's about to start a diploma of leadership in his church. He went to his unbelieving boss and said, I'm going to do a diploma of leadership. I'm thinking about it, but I need your permission Um, In my church, it means I'm going to have two days a week off and one night a week that I'm going to have to do internship, study, and then study at night. And the boss says, that's a fantastic idea. Oh, we love that idea. In fact, you do so much work around here and you're one of our best employees. We're going to promote you to associate manager, our assistant manager. We're going to give you a raise. And if you only want to work three days a week, you can only work three days a week. And I, I, in the cafe, I go, yes! And he's sitting there. And I'm going, Nathan, do you realise how much favour you've got on your life? Sorry. I wasn't going to say his name. Wipe that out of the podcast. No, he'll be happy I'm telling his story. Um, So remember, you know, faith comes by hearing. Who's been listening to the Bible in their car this year? Oh, I'm so glad. The rest of you that you're going, what? I didn't know this was possible. When did this happen? On your phone, if you just download one of the apps, there are so many that you can choose from. You can get the Bible to read to you. I actually like the English man's voice. It's better than the American. And I understand. I put it on double time. And I adjust to it. And while I'm driving and on trips, I'm getting the words spoken to me all the time. Dad's doing it. So many people are doing it. And he's a silver surfer. He's in his late 70s, guys. Come on, where are you young people? Grab hold of the technology. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Build your faith up this year. So, foundations of rest. Foundations of rest. It wasn't about that God was going to give us a rest. He was actually going to make us focus on resting. Be eager. Eagerly enter that rest, that harmony, that peace that God has for us. Some of us miss that. We worried about things that we shouldn't have worried about. God's got it. Worried about, you know, I don't know, what's happening overseas, what's happening over, over the river, what's being able to get over the river, you know, like wearing masks here and who's got COVID and sanitizing so much. And it's like, God's got this. God's got this. There's been prophecies over Australia. We're going to come out of this running. There's gold here. There's a great season to be an Australian. So good job in being here. You're in the right place. God's got you exactly where he needs you to be. So I'm asking God for a... No, I wasn't even asking God for a word. I was just curious. I'm not bringing it up with God. I'm just like, if he wants to give me a word, that's fine. People are asking me, what's the word for next year? I'm like, haven't got it. I'm not asking him. I, 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 honestly, I don't. And um, so I'm... Carol and Tim were away on a bit of a holiday, and 
we were, it was their job to clean the, the auditorium. So dad was on with them and dad rang up the family and says, hey, I need a hand. So all the tailors came out here and were vacuuming the floors and all that. And I'm vacuuming the floors and I got my earbuds in and I, and I had my big industrial headphones on <laughs> and I'm listening to Shane and Shane and the Bible and I'm just vacuuming and worshipping God. And then all of a sudden the Holy Spirit drops this phrase into my head. And it was, it was just another phrase that I've just gone, hang on, that wasn't a normal thought from me, because I know my thoughts. <laughs> I know the thoughts that Stephen has for me, says Stephen. <laughs> but this was different, and I just went, is that, is that the word for next year? And, and this is how the Holy Spirit talks to me. He's just, uh-huh. And I, I, I get a lot of uh-huh and a lot of <laughs> from, <laughs> from the Holy Spirit. I've got to be very careful to listen for him, because he's a still small voice. The Holy Spirit's only shouted at me once in my life. He saved my life when he did it, profoundly. It's another story. But um, I, I've just gone, but that's, that's not enough. And he, that's when... And I said, no, that's not enough. And then all of a sudden, God started downloading scripture after scripture after scripture after scripture in alignment with what he'd just given me. And the only way I can put it is like, you know when Morpheus plugged Neo after he got out of the Matrix and he plugged him in and Neo's like, he goes, whoa, I know Kung Fu. And Morpheus goes, show me. It was like that. I, God just went and downloaded all this stuff. And I just went, oh, Lord, not only is that not enough, that's, that's, there's a decade in that. So... I don't want you to miss this. I really don't. I, I pray that you, that prayer that I prayed at the start, that you, you actually went, yes, Holy Spirit, that you didn't go, oh, what's the time? What's my phone doing? I hope you didn't switch off at that moment. If you didn't just realign now with the Holy Spirit, you can do it right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for speaking to us that we don't miss this opportunity. What he said was little things. Little things. And the, the scripture straight away was out of Luke 16. Those that are faithful with little are then able to be faithful with much. And if you look at it through the, um, the Passion Translation, Jesus went on to make these comments. If you're honest in small things, then you'll be honest in big things. If you're crook in small things, you'll be crook in big things. If you're not honest in small jobs, who will put you in charge of the store? No worker can serve two bosses. He'll either hate the first and love the second, or he'll adore the first and despise the second. You can't serve both God and mammon, which is the God of greed. You can't serve your own desires, your own um, ambitions, and God. You can only seek first the kingdom of God, and all this stuff comes flooding in afterwards. Seek first. It's a little thing. And I realized how much there's little things in our life that we need to actually focus on. So I'm praying, because there's breakthrough in these little things. There's breakthrough in these little things. And Kylie and I were talking, and I... I mentioned to her, I said, have you realized that when I pray this certain way, God just answers straight away? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, I'm, I'm starting to think. And I even said to dad, I said, dad, I think God's trying to show me a key of the kingdom where Jesus said, you know, I'll give you the keys of the kingdom, not the keys to the kingdom. Jesus is the key to the kingdom, but keys of the kingdom that you can bind 
everything on earth that's bound up in heaven and you can loose on earth everything that's loosed in heaven. And I said, I think this is a key. And I'm going to now, I've talked enough, haven't I? Do you want to hear from Kylie? Because she's got some brilliant gold. Doesn't she look lovely? So the key that you're talking about is... Yeah, is gratitude. Is gratitude. Yeah. So Jesus said, when you bring your requests with thanksgiving... With thanksgiving. That, that's a vital little ingredient there, thank, with thanksgiving. So when you bring your requests before God, yep. with thanksgiving. Prayers, petitions, requests, with thanksgiving. So that's one of those little things that we can so easily miss, but it's such a vital ingredient to our prayer life. And it's such a vital ingredient, I believe, in unlocking the miraculous. Come on. It's to with thanksgiving before God and with gratitude before God because if we overlook all the things that he's already done, then how do we ask him for the, for the more, yeah. for the bigger things? Come on. So we want to see the miraculous, don't we? Mm. We want to see healing. We want to see people set free. We want to see people saved. Mm. We want to see the bigger things that God has for us but when we ask for those things, we must come with thanksgiving mm. for what he's already done. He's already won the yep. battle. He's already made the yeah. way. He's already defeated death. He's already defeated sin. So there's so much already that we need to be thankful for continually when we come to him asking for the more. It has to be with thanksgiving and acknowledgement that you've already done so much for me and I'm so grateful and I choose gratitude and I choose joy and I choose faith mm. and I choose to come into your presence going, you know what, God, you've already done this and this and this and this and I choose not to forget all your benefits and I choose not to forget how amazing you are and I won't come with a spirit of entitlement and I won't come with doubt Ooh. and I won't come with pessimism but I will come with expectation I will come with joy into your presence and I you know that's one of those little things but it's such a vital ingredient and we think gratitude is just oh we just need to say thank you to God but no it's so much bigger than that. Life. It's yeah. such an important attribute that we come to him with gratitude. And um, Ecclesiastes 8.15, I was reading yesterday, and I, I want to read you the first part of this out of the NIV, and then I want to read you the second part out of the Message Bible. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ecclesiastes 8.15 oh. says, I commend to you the enjoyment of life because nothing is better for a man under the sun than to eat and drink and be glad and grateful. <laughs> Amen. And joy will accompany him in his work all the days of his life that God has given him under the sun. Yes. So... No matter what's going on, we need to choose to enjoy life. Ooh. Whether we're in lockdown, whether we're out of lockdown, whether we're wearing masks, whether we're not wearing masks, let's enjoy life. Let not our circumstances stop us from having that joy because the joy of the Lord is our strength. 
The joy of the Lord is what sees us through every season. And if we give away our joy, we're giving away our strength. Oh, yeah, come on. So let's hold on to gratitude. Let's hold on to joy. Let's choose joy. And I want to read the second half of this passage. It's actually um, following on in chapter 9, um, chapter 9, verse uh, 7. Uh, this is what it says in, in the Message Bible. Seize life. Eat bread with gusto. <laughs> Drink wine with a robust heart. Must have been Italian. Oh, yes. God takes pleasure in your pleasure. Did you know that God Ooh, takes pleasure in your pleasure? God takes pleasure when you choose joy. When you choose gratitude, God goes, yes, yes. They're finally getting why I put them on the planet to enjoy life, to choose joy, to choose gratitude. God takes pleasure in your pleasure. So dress festively every morning. Don't skimp on colours and scarves. Relish life with the spouse that you love. In the NIV, it says, enjoy the wife of your youth. Oh, come on. If you've been squabbling with your spouse over lockdown because you've been in the same house for a very long time, I have two words of wisdom for you. Stop it. <laughs> Just stop it and relish each other. Appreciate each other. Be kind to each oh, yeah. other. Love one another. Choose kindness. Choose tolerance. Choose patience. Compassion. Don't squabble. Just stop it. Praise. This is Just everything Kylie's had to deal with with me. <laughs> <laughs> Choose to relish life with the spouse that you love. Yes. Love. Each and every day of your precious life. Each day is God's gift. It's all you get in exchange for the hard work of staying alive. Make the most of each one. Mm. Whatever turns up, grab it and do it and heartily. Oh. Heartily. So gratitude. Gratitude. Joy. It's one of those, it's those little things that we need to choose every day that will unlock the big things that God has for us this year. I believe that with all my heart. I, I, I was, during the break, I find it hard to get my words out, but a young guy came up to me and started asking me questions and said, I just want to ask, is, it, is like the small things, can they be an idol in your life? And I went, oh, yes. I said, they can, but um, if you, you actually start doing them as unto the Lord and your focus is actually doing them to serve God, that they, they will actually be a, a, a something that you do faithfully as unto the Lord. I said, then that changes the whole potential and the power of that thing. Yeah. Um, he says, because I'm really struggling with my work and um, I'm not enjoying it and everything like that. And I said, remember, we've been through a season. This is a season that we've just gone through. So... Um, and I just said to him, do you realise that nothing can take your joy? You give it away or you let someone steal it. I had to learn that lesson because I realised that was happening to me a lot on the roads. I'd, I'd leave home happy and I'd arrive somewhere ready to slug someone because, as Kylie says, how come all the idiots come out when you're driving? And, they drive, 
It's because I just noticed them and she doesn't. And I'm like, look at that person, look at that. And she's like, just let them be. Like, like this guy went roaring past us here on a blind turn, an L plater on a motorbike. And like, I'm going, quick, we're going to chase after him, get his number plate and ring up the police. Holy Spirit goes. And then Kylie, at the same time as the whole, because they both sound very similar. Um, she goes, hey. If he's driving like that now, he'll drive like that everywhere, he'll get caught. And I'm like, I knew that, you know. <laughs> and it's true. They'll learn. Oh, how many times have I said that this year as well? Last year. When people are saying, but they're doing this and they're doing that. And I said, don't worry, they'll learn. Everyone reaps what they sow. And you are reaping now what you've sown in the past and you are sowing now while you reap for the next season as well. God cannot be mocked in this. So I had to learn to make sure I kept my joy. And I, I'm telling you, you might think that I'm a joyous person. I'm not, am I? I can be, I try to be. You're being very generous to me at the moment. She knows that I can be a little bit negative sometime, but I have to work on it. This is one of the things where I eagerly strive to enter that faith rest life that God has for me. Because otherwise, I'm just like, and I don't want to be that person. I don't like anxious, angry Steve. I like Jesus Steve. I changed my my emoji face to like Steve had long hair and a big beard. (laughs) And I sent it out to some people going... And they're like, what is that? And I'm going, that's Jesus, Steve. You know, like, <laughs> so if you get that, now you know what I, yeah, I'm having fun. Um, can you read out, because this was really good, what you brought out. Other scripture. Yeah, listen to this. This is great. Uh, are you enjoying this? Because we love it. This is how Jesus did things. He got there, sat, had, had the disciples all sitting around, He actually laid down. I want to get a bed up here so I can lay down. He reclined and, you know, and then James came and laid his head. So one of you get to lay your head. John. John. I thought it was James. One of them, you know, lay your head. Uh... Okay. so That's not a reverend. I'm just having fun, you know. (laughs) Talking about the little things, how the little things matter. Yeah. This is 2 Corinthians 6, verse 3, and this is also out of the message. Paul says he's encouraging... Can I start, can I start yeah. the first part off yeah. in, in verse um, mm. 1? Yeah. It says, Companions, as we live in this work with you, work with you, we beg you, please don't squander one bit of this marvellous life God has given us. Mm. Companions, as we live in this work together... As ambassadors of reconciliation in this world, bringing the gospel, the good news to the planet and being Jesus, let's not squander one bit of this marvellous life that God has given us. Yeah, and then he goes on to say, I work as God's servants. We're all God's servants, aren't Mm. we? Our work as God's servants gets validated or not in the details. Whoa. People are watching us as we stay at our post, alertly, unswervingly, in hard times, tough times, and bad times. 
And then he goes on with a big long list when we're listened to, when we're not listened to, when we're persecuted, when we're not persecuted. But he says, our work as God's servants is validated or not in the details of our life, in the the little little things, in the small things that we need to be faithful in because people are watching us right now. The world is watching Christians right now because we're the ones that say we have the answer. We're the ones that say we know the one who's in control. Come on. We're the ones that say we're the sons and daughters of God. So people are getting rocked at the moment. They don't know what to put their hope in. They're watching us whether we know it or not. And they're watching us as we stay at our post. So we need to stand firm where God has positioned us. We need to stand firm in our family, in our church, in our workplace where God has positioned us. We need to stay at our post steadfast in the word of God and not start running with the mob that are running in fear and not start running with the conspiracy theories and running with all the rubbish that's going on out there. I know some Christians not from this church but from other churches that have completely lost the plot and they're refusing to go to church because they have to book in on a QR code because it's Big Brother and it's Mark of the Beast and they're running with the mob, they're running in fear. We have to stay at our post and say, God is in control. We are going to meet together. We're going to come together because the Word of God tells us, do not forsake the gathering together. And so we're going to stay at our post because the world is watching us. They need foundations right now. They need something to put their trust in right now. And it's the details of our life. It's where we put our trust. It's our joy. It's our gratitude. It's our hope. They're watching for that. They're looking for that. And that will validate the fact that we are servants Mm. of the one true God. We are his servants. Yeah, so that's... Acts 2, Do you want to say anything? Oh, yeah. So, and then, yeah, Acts 2.42, there's, there's four things that the church devoted themselves to in Acts 2.42. It says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, that's the first one, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Mm. So they devoted themselves to fellowship to coming together. And that word fellowship is the word koinonia, which means an exchange of life. So when we devote ourselves to this, to fellowship, to coming together, we come and we exchange life with one another. We, it's different, isn't it? Have you noticed that it's different when we get to come together in one room mm. than what it is being at home we were still doing church, but it's so, there's so much more life in this, isn't there? When we all get to come into the one room and we exchange life, we exchange encouragement with one another, that's, that's koinonia. Mm. We devote ourselves to that. And, in, and then it says in that environment, God did miraculous things among them because they devoted themselves to those Small things. Apostles' teachings. Fellowship. The apostles' teachings. Breaking of bread. To breaking bread and Having to prayer. But, but fellowship. 
We've got to continue to devote ourselves to fellowship. No matter what this year looks like, take every opportunity to come together with other believers. Mm. Take every opportunity. If your life group can meet, meet. If we can meet here, let's meet. If we have to meet at home, let's still get online and meet and, and meet however we can do fellowship. Let's devote ourselves to doing fellowship. Mm. I reckon these are little things this year for us to really nail because this is first century church and I don't think it's disqualified by time. I think this is 21st century church model right here. Devoting cells to apostles' teachings. Put your Bible on play in the car. Put it on play at home. Play it during the night while you sleep. Just turn it down so it doesn't wake you up when... I don't know, when God's thundering voice speaks or something like that. Don't, you know, and, and don't have the animated one. You know, it's got music and dogs and all that, but I'm getting off track. But fellowship, yeah. fellowship, koinonia, so transferring. And, and the word that it actually says, and they, um, and they shared with one another, they shared things in common, actually is that koinonia, that life sharing that actually sharing your life with someone else. And it's not just the bad things. It's actually the encouragement of life, the encouragements of God. Because all of us know that life has some, uh, some meh to it. Or has everyone just got golden rainbows and stuff? No. We all know that it's got that part. But what we need to remind each other is where God comes through and where there's some great stuff in life. Oh, thank you, Kylie. Great word. Can you stand with me if you are able? We're going to make a proclamation over this year. Oh, hallelujah. Team, can we have you come up? I'm loving church. Seeing you guys. This is beautiful. Now, we're just going to ask for the Holy Spirit to speak to us about this this year. But... The Word of God says, don't make a vow unless you're going to keep it. Because it's better if you don't make a vow than make a vow and break it. And I can't remember if I did this in the first or the second. But if, if you start spending time with God and, and ask God, you know, speak to me. And all you, you start getting reminded of offences and things that people have done wrong. Or the way people have treated you in church. Or how God hasn't done... What he's doing is actually reminding you that you need to forgive. There's some unforgiveness in your life and you need to forgive. Because the Word of God says, if you come to bring your offering to the altar and you have an offence in your heart towards your brother, leave your offering, go and make it right with your brother, then come back and make the offering. So what it's saying is that if the Holy Spirit is bringing up these things to you, it means that you need to forgive. Forgive your brother, because if you don't, then in the little things, he can't take you into the bigger that you're actually asking for. Does that make sense? Okay, I hope you're grabbing hold of that. So I, I don't want you to repeat this if you're like, oh, but I've got some stuff in my heart at the moment. No, Stephen, you, you did this to me last week. Well, I, I'm sorry, but, um, but I, I don't want you to hold a fence in your heart because the little things will then become an annoyance to you instead of a breakthrough thing that will take you into the larger, the wide open spaces that God has for you. And I'm believing this year for some powerful, miraculous breakthrough. In fact, next week, if you 
want a breakthrough, I, I'm go and buy a nice hanky. Okay, if you if you've got a child that you need to, if you need breakthrough with a child or breakthrough in your body, go and get a hanky. We're going to pray or anoint hankies. Pray over them. You're going to sleep on them. You're going to carry them with you everywhere. It's going to be like the the 1940s. You're going to have a hanky with you all the time, but it's going to be a hanky that's anointed with oil that was pressed from the olives on this property. It's been mixed with frankincense and myrrh, and it's got oh, it's actually got gold in the jar as well. I got some some pure gold in the jar as well. It does nothing, but frankincense, gold, and myrrh. You know, like we're going to anoint handkerchiefs next week. Because Scripture tells us to do this as well. They did this and something powerful happened. It's the little things. And if you go, it's just a hanky, then I'll say, it's just a hanky. Let's give it a shot. We're going to pray now. But if you're in a place where you can't receive this, I don't want you to make a vow. Okay? I don't want you to make a vow for for God to reveal things to you if you're just going to not bring out the fruit of the Spirit, but bring out the wine. (laughs) Okay? Okay. 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 Father God in heaven, you can repeat after me, sorry. <laughs> Should have qualified that statement, hey? Father God in heaven, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for my life. And thank you for your Holy Spirit. Spirit of the living God. I ask for you to speak to me. Reveal to me the little things that I've been overlooking, that I've been complaining about, that I've been pushing aside, that I've been unfaithful with. I want to be faithful. I want to see God's kingdom come. I want to see God's will done in my life and here on earth. I want signs and wonders to follow me. And I ask this in the mighty name of Jesus, of Nazareth, the Son of God, the Messiah, the Christ, the risen Lord, the King. And we all said, Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, in advance. You can do all things, Lord. Thanks for joining today. If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.